Welcome back to episode 16 of the Back Pocket Banner podcast. A very exciting guest we have today. He was drafted pick number 18 in the 2018 National Draft. He has currently played 23 games, kicking 14 goals, as well as picking up a Rising Star nomination. He's well known for his bow and arrow celebration. We welcome Xavier Dersma. Thanks for joining us, Xavier. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks very much for having me on the, uh, on the Back Pocket podcast. Uh, very, very enjoyable. It's, uh, it's great to be here. So thanks for having me on. No worries. So we'll go. We'll start uh, by going right back. Take us back to your childhood and some of your earliest memories playing footy. Yeah. So for me, going back um, early, as early as I can remember, um, well, my dad was a coach uh, for a local team down down in South Gippsland. Uh, the yeah. I think some of my earliest memories of ever touching and holding footy was, was definitely back down then. Yep. Um, but yeah, obviously. So was footy the only sport you played growing up or were there other um, sports you got around? You led the Gippsland Power to a prelim final in 2018, their best result for many years. How enjoyable was this year of footy for you? Pretty action packed with, yeah, the footy and year twelve, like you said. So, how did you sort of cope with that and um, sort of focus on balancing your time between footy and school? Yeah, so trying to find a balance between school and footy was, was definitely a, a challenge. Um, I think I was 
fun time. It's obviously, um, it's obviously a challenge for every young young athlete, uh, with, you know, especially when they're growing up. It's not the easiest to find time, to, you know, and motivation as well. Motivation is a big one, especially when you're trying to find Absolutely. time for school. Yeah. Uh, but you know, obviously, you have to just try and learn as you go across that year. So early on, I just tried to be um, you know, as dedicated as I could to both you know my time, my time management. So yeah. being able to be at footy and fully focusing on that, and training and increasing training, etc. And then while I wasn't at footy, I was trying to make sure that I was doing all my homework, etc. So um, I, I did as much as I could early on, but then you know, as footy starts to become more serious. Uh, you know, you, you, you start to, you start, well, I did anyway, I started to relax a little bit in school, yeah. um, but yeah. I still had a pretty decent result in the end, so I was happy with that, but, you know, it's, it's more important for me, I thought, to, to make sure I got the most out of myself in footy, while still trying reasonably hard at school, um, yeah. it was still pretty important for me to give everything I could uh, in footy, because that's where I saw myself, um, you know, being, you know, that's where I wanted my career to go. Absolutely. Do you have an idol or someone you looked up to growing up or currently? Do not have an idol? So for me, it's, it's an odd one. I used to I used to go to the Brisbane Lions, yeah. um, and for me that was uh, that was kind of my yeah. The, the Brisbane Lions, especially when they were great, you know, in the early two thousands, that was when yeah. I really enjoyed watching them when I was a little kid. And so my some of my favourite players are Simon Black, Jonathan Brown, and Michael Voss. Yep. Uh, so some of them early inspiration that was definitely them and then as I got a little bit older I started really enjoying watching like Nathan Fyfe uh, and Stevie Johnson who's obviously retired now but he's a, he's a really great player to watch and I just loved seeing him light up the, the TV screen every week I thought it was pretty awesome but obviously Matt Fyfe as well yeah. is you know dual brand medalist so it's obviously a pretty good um, some role models there but I had other role models also outside of outside of footy yep. as well, so I also love NBA as I, as I spoke about previously um, so Russell Westbrook is my favourite player along with um, Kobe and Michael Jordan, so I always love yep. those three kind of players yep. um, I try to use, you know, watch as much film and watch as much um, NBA as I could, just to learn about them and then also their personality on and off the court, you know, what they do um, to try and, you know, take little bits of inspiration from them as well, so uh, that's kind of, yeah, my role models and people that I've looked up to um, around around the sporting world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you would have um, loved that Last Dance documentary, no doubt. Oh, 100%. I think it's been one of the, one of the best documentaries I think I've ever seen, if not the best. So yeah. I, I hope that it wins awards at, at the, uh, the Grammys, not the Grammys, at the, at, you know, wherever the film, the film yeah. festivals are, because I yeah. think it was an amazing, amazing documentary. It gave us a, a great insight into what, you know, obviously, Michael Jordan and the rest of the Chicago Bulls were actually like in that time because it's obviously it's not hard I mean it's not easy being being that good and, and yeah. having to deal with the amount of things that they did yeah, in absolutely. their time so I think it's an amazing documentary actually got to see all that behind the scenes um, you know stuff that was there yeah 100% uh, so leading up to the draft uh, were you confident that you would get drafted or were you a bit uncertain sort of going into it yeah no I thought I was I was very confident that I was going to be drafted Yep. I thought um, even going early early in the year, I felt you know I, I was had a very very good chance of getting drafted. I wasn't really too worried about you know if I was going to be drafted or not. Enough teams had shown interest into me um, that you know I was, I was very confident I would go somewhere. Yep. It was just a matter of where. Um, yep. So I, 
I didn't really worry too much. I just tried to play best, you know, as well as I could to get you know the most out of myself um, and be you know a, a high draft pick as I felt that you know that was what I was capable of. talk about that and, and players talk about um yeah obviously the interviews and that's sort of the main indication of uh how they know there might be a chance or not so yeah yeah that's right so yeah yeah where were you when your name got read out and what were the emotions like after yeah so i was lucky enough to be actually invited to the draft night so yeah. i think i was one of the 20 or 20 or so people i don't know exactly for sure how many people there i can't really remember but I think I was one of the 20 people that were invited to the actual draft uh, night, which was at Etihad Stadium, uh, and it was a pretty awesome, pretty awesome night. I was very, very nervous the whole time. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I can't really, I, to be honest, uh, I can't really describe the feeling of what I felt like when, when my name got called out because that whole night was a blur. Uh, yeah. Everything like, as soon as my name got read out, I just got whisked away. Um, you know, the photos, the talking to people and talking to Port Adelaide people, um, all kinds of stuff to reply to messages from all the people saying congratulations, etc. So it was, a, it was a pretty crazy, you know, 24, 48 hours, really. Actually, it was probably a crazy week as soon as my name, as soon as my name got called out as well. So yeah. uh, it, was a, it was a very crazy time for me. Obviously, I was very excited. Um, I couldn't take the Port Adelaide Football Club enough for taking me, but... Um, to be honest, it was just a, a very mixed emotions of I was going to be leaving home, um, I was excited, I was nervous, and uh, I, I couldn't be, uh, I couldn't be happier really. Yeah, yeah. Things happen pretty, pretty quickly. Um, after you get drafted, like obviously, only a few days later, I guess you go up to the destination and almost start training straight away. Yeah. So, so what happened for us was the draft night. Went over two days, so it was a Thursday and a Friday. Yeah. Uh, I the draft night the, the first twenty something picks, whatever I was in, um, was on the Thursday night, and so from Thursday night uh, we had you know a bit of a chat and stuff afterwards, and you know having you know talk, met a few people at the club and Kenny and, and a few other people as well, Koshi as well. Yeah. Um, and then from there it was you had a couple of days to. Say goodbye to family and say goodbye to you know, your mates and everything like that, and then you went away on Sunday. So I had to fly to Adelaide on Sunday, and then from there it was just straight into training Monday yeah. morning. So it was a it was a very interesting uh, couple of couple of weeks, and I was, but it was amazing as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and touching on that move, uh, was it pretty? How hard was it moving away from the family and heading to Adelaide? Coming from a very small town in Victoria, um, and knowing that I wanted to do something else, uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't going to pick up a trade or anything like that. I knew that very early on yeah. um, in my life. I knew that if, for me, if I was going to do either footy or do uni or whatever I was going to do, I had to move away from home. Yeah. Uh, and so for me, I just knew I'd, I'd accepted that very early on in, in my, you know, probably when I was like year seven or eight. Yeah. I just knew that I probably wasn't going to be uh, living at home much past 18, 19 years old. So. Uh, I, I accepted that very early on, and it became very easy for me that you know a move into state was, was what I'd have to do to play footy, and that's just how it's going to be because I had to move regardless. So 
not much going on in Foster. So I just knew straight away I'm going to have to move anyway. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so you didn't mind. It was just all about, obviously, getting the opportunity to play AFL and you'd prepared. guess you'd do it. Yeah, you were pretty prepared and you guess you'd do anything for that chance. Yeah, yeah, I was prepared to move. As I just said before, I was prepared to move and do what I needed to do to become part of you know an AFL football club, and that meant moving away to Adelaide. So be it. I was happy to do it, and yeah. I think it was it was you know it's obviously turned out well because I'm enjoying it here, and uh, it's be, you know it's become my second home. Yeah. Uh, so now onto your debut. You de- made debut in round one of the 2019 season. Uh, I imagine it must have been a bit of a shock, but also very exciting to debut uh, so early on. Yeah, so it was. It was. Uh, it was an amazing day. Again, it was much like my draft night. I don't really remember my game too much. It was all a blur yep. and just you know massive amounts of um, you know rushes of every kind of emotion when I ran out there on the ground to kick in my first goal um, and touching the ball for the first time. Yeah. It was just I was just running on adrenaline the whole day, really, and you know I was very lucky with so many people from my local community, uh, mates and family and friends, all coming to watch me. Uh, I think there was. I don't know exactly, but I think there was over 100 people that came from my local area to yeah, come and watch me in that game. So, yeah, awesome. um, it was pretty awesome. Pretty awesome feeling to have all of those people come. Uh, and then also, you know, just getting to play and, and spend, you know, some great time with my family and friends afterwards was also great. So, uh, it was an amazing day and it was you know, even better that we won. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, it must have been pretty rewarding to get a Rising Star uh, nomination so early on. Yeah, it was nice. I think it was round six of my rising star. Yep. Yeah, I think it was. So yeah, yeah. It's obviously, you, you don't you don't go out there to try and do it for the individual awards, but it is a very nice uh, little you know cherry on top for a, for a good good performance and uh, and you know for a great win that we had in North Melbourne. So uh, you know, I I did I did a pretty good job that day and I managed to get my hands on the ball quite a bit and kick a goal. So yeah, I just got to try and keep. I just had to try and keep doing it for the rest of the year, so um, yeah, it was great. It was a great win, and I just wanted to keep playing as well as I can. But it was nice. It was nice to get the Vikings star mob early on. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, so, there, is there a particular player or coach that has kind of taken you under their wing since you arrived at Port Adelaide? Yeah, so there's been a couple. There's obviously some great leaders we have in the club, and Tom Jones and our captain. So he's been great for all of our, our young guys yep. coming in and just learning the ropes um, very early on. Uh, we also have, for me, uh, I've, I've done some really good stuff with Stevie Motlop early on, especially last year, he was my mentor. Uh, I, just, I was able to learn a lot about the game in terms of the way he sees it and the way I just, just attack the game and just play with freedom. Yep. Uh, and that's obviously what Stevie's really good at. So yep. uh, he, he really gave me the confidence to just go out there and attack the game like it's, like it's you know, there's no tomorrow as he does. Um, but yeah, so like, there have been... Two, two of the main influences, and then obviously coaches. I've got Michael Boss as an assistant coach, and he's been fantastic as well as Jared Schofield, so as our midfield yeah. coach. And they're obviously being two terrific players in their own right. And you know, I just want to, I've been learning lots from them, and they've been fantastic for my development. So I was going to keep listening to them, and I'll, I'll keep getting better. Absolutely. How cool is it to play with stars like Ollie Wines, Travis Boak, and also some young talented fellas like Zachy Butters and Connor Rosie. Yeah, we also probably left out Robbie Green there as well. I yeah, Robbie Green. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of amazing good. players I get to play with every week. Um, yeah. I'm very lucky. 
but I do get to play every week as it's not, not so many young guys get to get that many chances, um, especially this early on. But I'm very, very privileged to have that chance and I enjoy every minute out there, especially on the ground on a Saturday night. Uh, it's amazing that, get, that I get to do that. Um, but yeah, we've got a really good balance of some really great and veteran older players and there's a good balance of young players such as myself and Connor and Zach. Also, some of those middle-aged guys as well, like Ollie Wines and Darcy Byrne Jones as well. So yeah. we have a really good balance at the minute, and we're playing really good footy. So we're just going to try and keep doing that. I think we've got the balance pretty much right at the minute, and we're playing good footy. So for us, that's just our main, our main kind of target is to try and keep that up. It's obviously um, showing because the team's had a great start, and hopefully they can keep that going for the rest of the season and beyond. Yeah, that's right. I mean. You know, we, our goal is to win the flag this year, that's for sure. It's been well stated in the media that you know we're going for a flag. Yeah. Um, it's a very important year for us, so it's in our 150th year of being a, a football club and you know, we're trying to do it everyone in our fans proud. So, yeah. so you've become um, quite well known for the bow and arrow goal celebration. You touched on um, you loving the NBA. How did this all come about? And We, we quite personally um, quite like it. Yeah, we're big fans of it. Yeah. So how did it come about, all of that? Yeah, so as I, as I previously stated before, I'm a big NBA fan. Yep. And I enjoy watching um, you know, as many games of NBA as I can. Um, I've seen it before with Jamal Murray and uh, also Jamal Crawford. Yep. Uh, sorry, not Jamal Crawford. Jamal Murray and Reggie Jackson. So they're yep. two guys that have done it. Um, and I just enjoy kind of watching them. They're some really good players in the NBA. And obviously just like that celebration. So I thought, well, you know, the, the AFL doesn't really have too many of them going around. So I thought, why not just be a little bit different and bring that out? So, um, you know, obviously it's very different and it's got a lot of publicity lately. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know. And do you get a bit of like, is there quite a few people that don't really like it? Do you get any hate for it, sort of? Oh, there's been plenty of people that don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, don't you worry about that. Um, I've had quite a few uh, comments on my Instagrams and Facebooks and uh, yeah. private messages and all that kind of stuff that have me that have been um, quite vulgar to say the least, but uh, <laughs> I don't really care too much that they're there for a reason um, and I'm, I'm here for a reason because I know how to play free and I'm confident in myself and Certainly. Um, I don't really care what those kind of people think, so um, I'm, yeah, to be honest, it doesn't really give me too much... Uh, yeah, people when when people do say stuff, I don't really think too much of it at all. Really, I just care more about what my teammates and coaches uh, think. Really, so yeah, you know, and I think they seem to be okay with it, and they want me to go about doing it. So yeah, that's uh, what really matters. Really, yeah, you know, as long as they're happy with it, then I'm happy to do it. So yeah, I don't really care about what anyone else thinks. Yeah, and what and when people say that, it just makes you want to do it even more and and enjoy it. So yeah, pretty much, and none of them seem to be Pro Adelaide fans. So. <laughs> Yeah. I'm kicking goals and doing shooting arrows, it means we're probably in front, so yeah, that's absolutely. a good sign. Yeah. You went on to play 20 games and kick 11 goals in your debut season. You must have been happy with how you fit in and adapted to, to AFL level. Yeah, I think it's, it's obviously I had a pretty successful season uh, in my own right. I think I averaged 19, 19 20 touches a game and yeah. kicked 11 goals for the year as a wingman, so it's not a bad year uh, if you look at it like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, looking back at my year, I, I enjoyed it immensely, and I think you know, there was a lot of learning curves there as well for me. There were some games where I didn't play as well as I would have liked, or there were some times where I could have 
Um, definitely got a better performance out of myself in, in pivotal moments. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that, that's what happens when you're a young player, I think. And, you know, I've still been able to learn um, plenty uh, in that year as well. And I think I've become a better player already this year. So I'm just really looking forward to getting another chance uh, to, to get out there and play again. So uh, it was obviously a great year. And, you know, it was a bit disappointing we didn't, didn't make the finals. But we're hopefully going to be there this year. Yeah, definitely. Your uncle, Jamie Dersma, played a bit of AFL footy. What influence, yep. if any, has he had on your career today? Yeah, so Jamie, funny enough, he actually called. He's actually, he just had a, I just got a missed call from him while I've been talking to you guys. So, <laughs> yeah, right. um, Jamie's very close to me. Yeah. Um, I've, I've spent a lot of time when I was growing up with him. Uh, he's been a great uncle for me. Um, I can't really ask much more of him. He's a pain in the ass sometimes, but yeah. <laughs> I think what all uncles can be. Yeah. Um, but he's been fantastic. And I think obviously he's played at the highest level and I think he's also played the grand final against Hawthorne in the 80... No, I can't even remember now, but he's played against played in the grand final. So yeah, he's pretty, obviously you know, has that experience and it's always been great to have Jamie come and watch me at some games. And he's been driving me um, to a few games as well when uh, it was in juniors when I couldn't when mum and dad couldn't take me. So I've ever spent some very good time with him and he's obviously been a great influence in me and helping me just get to where I am. So yeah, certainly. I, thank you, I thank him a lot. Yeah. Uh, so you obviously hurt your hamstring a few weeks back. How's the body feeling now? Yeah, so pretty frustrating, obviously, having that injury. I think, you know, no one ever really wants to be injured, but yeah. unfortunately that's footy, that's life that happens, that kind of stuff. So... Um, unfortunately that happened to me uh, but I just had to try and get a bit of a good attitude out of it and learn a few things about myself while I was there and I think that I've been able to do that I think being part of um, you know, being an elite athlete and becoming an elite um, a player in the AFL you have to learn how to deal with that kind of stuff and I think you know, the better I can adjust to it when I'm early on in my career the better I think because everyone's going to get injured at some point and the way you deal with it I think is very important so I've had a few chats to my medical staff and stuff like that and ways that I can improve and keep myself up and about and just attack my rehab with, you know, full head on. And I've been able to try and do that. And I think I've even improved myself, um, you know, while I've been away from footy. So I'm really looking forward to getting back to playing footy. Yep. Um, but, yeah, my body's feeling good at the minute. So yeah, that's good. I'm, yeah, that's I'm a on good... my way up. Yeah, 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 that's a great way to go about it and look at things just... Because obviously everyone's going to get injured, but yeah, like you said, just how you deal with it exactly is what, right. what's really crucial. What is the best advice you've ever been given? That is a good question, actually. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's, it's not well, too easy. Best advice I've ever been given, whether it be from a well, coach or family or that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's a good question. I think I think you should probably use it as uh, I'll just use it as a life one as well. <laughs> but yeah, might be pretty enough. funny even to, to to be a bit of a tight ass when you're early on in your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, make as much money as you can. Yeah, fair enough. So, um, obviously, this year's been quite uh, uncertain with everything that's going on. What are your thoughts surrounding the current season? Ah, uh, yeah. So this season's obviously very difficult. You know, COVID nineteen not made much easy for anyone, really. Yeah. Um, but as footballers, we have a season. We've got to try and make sure we play out and hopefully save the industry. So, um, yeah. you know, it's not it's not been easy at all. Um, there's been some very challenging times 
with uh, you know lots of lots of time in between playing games, you know, with the lockdown period, um, and then also going and travelling away for a long time away in hubs, etc. It hasn't been easy, but at the same time, you know, at the minute, we're, I think we're going quite well. But I adjusted well, and that's why we're on top of the ladder at the minute. Yeah, um, we just we have the attitude of just trying to you know do whatever we can. And whatever obstacles in our way, we're just going to try and jump it and, and not really complain about it. But for us, that's what we're trying to do. Um, and for me, that's what, you know, I'm part of that, part of the club, so that's what we're going to try and do as well. But, you know, in all seriousness, it is, it is not easy, but that's just what we have to face. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What are some of your goals for the rest of the season and beyond? Yeah, so for personal goals for me is just to get back and playing. Um, I have to have footy again. Uh, get myself, um, you know, injury free and get through unscathed the rest of the year. That'd be a nice goal. Yeah. Uh, but then also, you know, as a team as, uh, aspect, we're just trying to make the finals and probably win the premiership. Yeah. Plain simple, really. I think every team is lying if they're saying that, you know, they're, they're not thinking of that. Um, and you know, I think that's, it. that's every team's goal anyway. So yeah, if, you're not, if you're not going for that, you're in the wrong place. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, um... I did see you, mate, throw back on um, rowing Brian a while back. We just thought yeah. we better ask how, how the big man is. <laughs> yeah. He's going well, big man. Bro's going very well. He's uh, he's back home at the minute. Oh, I haven't seen him for a while, so I'm missing him and most of my other mates and family a bit. So it's not easy. I haven't seen them much, but uh, I do know when the season finishes and when the, the, the restrictions are released, I will enjoy quite a few beers with him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, the rest of my mates and family. Yeah, definitely. So that's all we have for you, Zave. Uh, thanks very much for your time, and we wish you good luck for this season and the future. Uh, thanks very much, guys, for having me. It's been a pleasure to chat to you, uh, chat to you both, and um, I'm sure I can help you out in the future if you ever need it. But um, thanks very much for having me on the uh, on the Back Pocket podcast. No worries. Likewise, thanks no worries. very much. We'll catch you there. Cheers, guys. Thanks very much. Thank you. See you. And following on from that episode, it was obviously pretty good to speak to Zave. Um, and he's obviously a pretty exciting talent coming up through the ranks. And I'll definitely, I must say, I do love the uh, celebration he brings to the table. Bit of confidence, I like it. Yeah, it was great chat. He is uh, pretty an up and about sort of fellow, confident lad. Expresses himself on the field, which is good to see. And obviously, a rising star of the game, I would have thought. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the bow and arrow. Gives us something to um, look at. And, yeah, he's obviously playing tonight as well. So, we're keen to see how that... Well, um, tonight is Thursday. So, yeah, he's obviously playing tonight. So, we're keen to see how that pans out and see how he performs there. Um, may as well get straight into the tips for the week, Connor. Yep. So, first game we had last night and it was Richmond I'll versus review that, yeah. the Western Bulldogs. And Richmond got up by 41 points. 90 to 49, pretty dominant display from the Tigers. Yeah, just just a bit 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 too good there last night. Um, obviously they moved pretty well and looked pretty good, didn't they? And um, yeah, good much needed win for us, I guess. Yeah, they were just much more efficient in the first half and second half they only kicked three goals, but they kicked three goals eight. So once again, still getting the opportunities, but 90 points all up. That's gonna be enough to. Get your win in most games, I would have thought. So yeah, absolutely. Improving week by week, and obviously Dusty was good. Um, Jakey Arts kicked three. Jack McRae racked up uh, thirty-seven, yeah, I think it was. Stood up for. The and dogs Mitch Wallace, really Mitch Wallace, I didn't mind his forward craft either. I thought it was pretty good. Down forward, um, 
probably a good move to throw him down there. Yeah, he's pretty pretty smart forward down there. So um, he was joining White, him and Jack McRae. But other than that, they had far too many passengers. So. Yep. Um, we'll get straight into the tips this week. Uh, so obviously tonight we've got Melbourne and Port Adelaide. I'll easy win for Port there for me. I'll tip them. Yeah, I'm actually going to go Melbourne. Yep. I've just got a bit of a feeling. Port Adelaide, uh, they might have lost two of their last three, possibly, and they only just beat Carlton, so they're, they're not playing quite as well. So I think it's a good opportunity for Melbourne. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, Yeah, can see how that one plays out. Tomorrow we've got um, a bit of Friday night footy. Uh, Carlton and Hawks. Um, Carlton are quite heavy favourites in this one, but I'm I'm going to tip Hawks. I reckon Hawks for me. I reckon they'll they're probably due. I guess, and I reckon they'll get the job done. Yeah, quite an interesting time slot at five forty, but I've also gone Hawthorne. This one's at Optus. I just think they have to bounce back. They've copped a lot of criticism the last few weeks, and I I think they will. I think it's just Yep. Another great opportunity and look forward to the contest. Essendon, Brisbane. Uh, I'll go Brisbane, I think, there for me. I think Brisbane will be a bit too good there. Looking pretty good this year. and um, Yeah, you don't want you wouldn't rule them out from going pretty deep in finals, would you? Yeah, they've backed, backed it up again, looking pretty good. This one's at Metricon. Yeah, I think they'll be too good for Essendon. Essendon obviously have a good win-loss record with the one game in hand, but I think the line's too strong here. Um, then Saturday, North Melbourne versus Adelaide. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tip here. Go a bit different, a bit left field. I'll go Adelaide. I think, well, obviously it's been well documented. They're, they're due for a win, um, and yeah, I, I've got a feeling that Adelaide could get the job done. I reckon they close to the Bombers last week, and I feel like they're they're ready to um, get a win under the on the board. Yeah, I'd like to see them get it done, but I've gone North Melbourne. I just think respectable. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the two teams that are struggling, but North looked good early in the season, and if they can get back to some of that form, they should be all right. Hopefully, Benny Brown starts to fire, and Marjack Dawes back after nearly two years out of footy. He's been through a few battles of his own, so that's a good story. Hopefully, he goes well too. Saints and Sydney next game. I'll go Saints. Danny Butler will kick a few. Yeah, the obvious choice would be St Kilda, but yeah, for whatever reason. Once again, something's just telling me Sydney. Aren't we're, having, we're having a few differences tonight, which is good. Yeah, they've got a lot out. Sydney, obviously, Buddy Franklin and Sammy Reid's only just come back in, so their forward line's a bit of a different look, and their midfield, for that matter, with Kennedy out for a lot of weeks. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, once again, I just think good opportunity at the Gabba if they can crack in hard enough and for long enough to give themselves a chance. Yep, next game, West Coast and Geelong. Um, pretty simple here. I'm tipping West Coast. Yeah, I've gone. They, they've found their form and look good. Absolutely. I've gone West Coast 8 10 uh, on a Saturday night, and you saw how they pumped coming with last week. They look very good and very hard to beat at Optus Stadium. So yep, I think they'll be far too good there. Yeah, definitely. Um, moving on to Sunday, we've got Gold Coast GWS. Um, Gold Coast have obviously been pretty good. Pretty good, but I think they'll drop off. I'll go Giants for the win in this game. Yeah, th- this is one of the games of the round. There's obviously a few good ones, but yeah, I've gone GWS too. 
But I reckon it'll be a reasonably close contest. Gold Coast is still showing reasonable signs. They've slowed down a little bit, but yep, Giants look like they're building nicely. Yep, definitely. And then the last game of the round is Freo and Collingwood. Collingwood will be... It'll be a big win here for Collingwood, I think. Yeah, I think Collingwood will get it They'll done pretty back. easily. And that's... Yeah, that's my certainty for the week. Probably pretty safe, pretty simple. But, uh, yeah, that's just what I've gone. And Fremel, there's struggling. And without uh, Fife, it just really takes a big... T- leaves a big toll on him, I should say. And Michael Walters... Is left to do a lot of work. Yep. Um, and my certainty for the week, I'll go West Coast 100%. They will not lose to Geelong. Quote me on it. They will not lose. West Coast will be the winners this weekend. Yeah, so I think that's, that's a pretty good option. They, oh, they should win, really. They, like they, you'd hope so. Yeah, you'd think you'd think so. Um, Hopefully for your sake anyway, so... We've got a few viewer questions again this week. Thanks for everyone sending them through. Uh, first, we'll go Bailey Walsh. Thoughts on talks about Clarko finishing up. What have you made of uh, this in recent weeks, Connor? Yeah, um, they're obviously struggling a bit, the Hawks, but I think he's obviously got an amazing record as a coach for premierships and he's just really helped them out enormously. And yeah, I think it's a... A bit quick to be riding off a champion and a fellow that's given so much to the game, and I, like I think they might have to go through like a little rebuild and change their players up a bit. But I don't think they should change their coach. Like like you saw with Adelaide, they lost a few players, and then their coach went out too. And since then, it's been it's been pretty hard. So you got to try to maintain and keep good players and coaches around and he's pretty yeah. handy for him. I'd say, yeah, after all Clarkson's done, obviously they're in a bit of a slump, I guess, or whatever you could call it at the minute, struggling a little bit. But these are just some of the names that um, of Clarkson's assistants over time. Damien Hardwick, Leon Cameron, Adam Simpson, Luke Beveridge, Brendan Bolton, Chris Fagan, Brett Rutten. All these names have been Clarkson protégés, I guess you could say. And I think... That speaks volumes about him as a coach, and I think it's pretty stiff. Um, obviously, it's going to be thrown around, and whenever a team has a bad week, stuff's thrown around like that. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a bit stiff in that uh, in that area there for Clarkson. So, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, I think keep him going. Maybe need a little rebuild or something, but, yeah, definitely keep him going. Yeah, you look at those guys like, obviously, Dimmer, a couple of premierships, and has really got Richmond out of a hole. Luke Beveridge, obviously Premiership 2016. He's been a solid coach from Leon Cameron's been pretty solid coach without the ultimate success so far. So, yeah, I think keep him on, and I think he's done a great job Yep. overall. Um, next question, Eliza Jagger. She said, um, what's better, a duck or a goose? Provide evidence for your argument. Um, so thanks for the question, Eliza. It's a bit of a, a, bit of a change up. I don't mind it. Um, I will say, normally, Connor and I, we probably associate with ducks a bit more, especially during cricket season. That's what we're more familiar with. <laughs> Definitely um, me, anyway. <laughs> that's probably what we're a bit fam- more familiar with in that department. But I- I'd have to say, I mean, they both uh, are in my Kathmandu sitting over there, so both their feathers. So, I mean, it's a bit of a split in that area. But I'd have to say, I'd probably say duck. 
I'm just a bit more familiar with the ducks. Um, that have to be, I'd say, my uh, my pick for the better option of the two. But yeah, it's a very very good question. Fair enough. Yeah, thanks for the question, Eliza. I'm obviously. Uh, and I'd, I'll provide my evidence here too. Um, yeah, just a, the a little fun fact as well. Ducks can change gender. <laughs> Did you know that? No. Uh, so they can just change I their didn't, gender. Yeah, that's pretty. Um, pretty cool. A hundred percent. They can just, you know, it's not, it's not common. Um, but it happens. You yeah, know? if you don't feel like you're in the right, oh, right boy, you just change gender. They just change it up. They can tra- change from tiny Tina to a tiny Tim, as as it says here. So that's just a little bit of research for my to back up my thing. Yeah, pretty quite cool stuff. Bizarre. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the question, Eliza. Yeah, I'm obviously not good. at too good at English with obviously giving evidence and things like that. <laughs> but I'll try my best. Um, to be honest, I've really got nothing against the goose. Like, <laughs> goose, don't get me wrong. They're, they're, they're big great, frame, great big bird, frame. Great animal. Oh, yeah. Very nice but, long neck as well compared to the duck. Yeah, but I'm I'm just going to go have to go the duck. Safe, safe, op- safe option. Yeah, the safe option. Obviously, grandparents have got few ducks like to go out and... You like to have a little feed fe- fe- Yeah, feed them. <laughs> Sprinkle feed a bit them of food. when I was, I was a bit younger and... Yeah, nice. Screw quite attached to them, so... Um, oh, that's... that's uh, you're going to make me tear up over here, aren't you? Mate, we... we yeah, nah, we love the ducks, but... um, There's nothing on the there's goose. There's nothing wrong with the goose either. I've obviously, like Blair said... And if you want to see Dread some, the ducks in cricket season, but you, yeah, love the animal itself. If you want to see some nice ducks, just... Go to um, Connor Burns on my cricket. Um, we're moving on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've got a question from Olivia Walter. Who is the best field kick in the AFL? Thoughts on this one, Connor? So obviously a good question. Through names, there's a few names that could be thrown around there, but yeah. Yeah, thanks for the question, Olivia. Yeah, there is a few, but the obvious choice for me, I reckon, Caleb Daniel. Like yeah. just every, he's so smart with the ball, so composed. Every time he gets it, he just hits a target. Wherever he kicks at 15 metres and changes the angle of 40 or 50 and um, just switches or just goes straight up the guts. He seems to hit the target more often than not. And yeah. He's pretty important for the dogs. Yeah, look, I'd, I'd probably almost have to say the same. There's obviously lots of good kicks in the AFL and there's not many that aren't good kicks, so it's pretty hard to find one there. But Caleb Daniel, I know he's a little man, but, geez, he, even the other night... He, he's Both feet, too. Just use it so well. He just... I don't know what it is, but he's he's running quick, and he's just a little unit. But he just just looks so he just weighs it up perfectly and just hits them. Like he hit Mitchie Wallace a few times the other night. So yeah, yeah he's got I'll great, probably have to go with you with Daniel there. Yeah, he's got a great touch kick and things like that too. Like he can he can have a little fine kicks. He can kick it forward. I think 50. consistency as well. He's very consistent on the boot. So oh, yeah, he's for a guy that was obviously struggling to get drafted and. And people question him because of his height. I mean, he's proven everyone wrong, and he, he's done a fantastic job for the doggies, and yep. looks like he's going to keep it up. Uh, moving on to the last viewer question of the night from, once again, the lads on the bus. Uh, on behalf, Archie Buck has sent it in on behalf of the lads, uh, and I did leave out Bodie Cameron the other week, legend as well. So, um, yeah, it's a good question, Bucky. He said, who's the best player of 2020? So far, I'm leaning straight towards... I've sung his praises a few weeks back, Lockie Neal. Um, he obviously is in pretty... He's been racking up unreal... Like He's put, been putting up unreal numbers this year, but also there's other names that can be thrown around. Even Toby Green 
he's probably up there in the, one of the best of this year. Um, then you've got like, gee whiz, um, who else? I'd probably say Lockie Neal would be my tip, but there's there's lots of good players going around at the moment, so it's pretty. Yeah, pretty tough. Thanks for the question, boys. Yeah, Lockie Neal's kind of the obvious choice. He's been playing well, pretty hot, and pretty well documented about his Brownlow chances to date, but. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Lockie Neal, but there's also guys like Jack McRae just racks up the ball, who's been probably their most consistent midfielder for the season. Even I've been impressed with I've been impressed with probably Jack Steele as well this year. He's pretty like Jack I, Steele's I, I been love very his, good, and even a couple of rucks like I love the way um, Ron Marshall and I just Brady Grundy still. It's like Jack Graham and Jack Steele, both of them. I just love watching them like watch them play. Like I don't know if it's a tagger or like just, it's just I just so love tackle. I love the tackles. Just tackle, 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 tackle all day. It's good to watch. Yeah, and Jack so, Steele's um, getting his own ball too, which has mm. been pretty important and massive part of why they're sitting pretty well right now and playing good footy. Yep. Um, what else is there to talk about? Um, you and I, we obviously, in I guess in local sport, uh, Hamden Football League's been cancelled after a couple of rounds. Uh, Connor and I, well, a bit disappointing, I guess, for everyone involved and and uh, and spectators. And with all these, you know, increasing cases, we had 723 new cases in Vic today. So all sport around is pretty uncertain at the minute. Um, but yeah, we got we got down to we've got to watch a couple of games. We got to watch we got to watch both games. Um, Hamilton playing, so it was it was good to watch a bit of live footy while it lasted. But um, yeah, obviously pretty disappointing for all involved that it's done. Yeah, it's good to get down to a couple, and I think at the back of my mind. People probably expected that it was going to quit, but the sort of the longer it went on, probably other people probably more got chance more you thought, yeah, sort could of be optimistic on. about yeah. it. Yeah. But I think it's the safest option in the end. Oh, yeah. Obviously, no sport, which is, yeah, not great, but it has to be done. It's just too risky any other way with what's going on now. So, no, nah, I think it's a good decision yeah. in the end. And um, also, I must say, um, Gee whiz, I'm keen for this uh, these footy games to just be going on and on and on for the next what? How many days is it gonna? Yeah, it was twenty, 20 days. Twenty from, days from from last night, thirty three yeah, games so in twenty days. Gee whiz, I'm keen. It's gonna be uh, action packed and plenty to it's pretty talk good. about. Yeah, just every day, got nothing else to do. Just just watch the footy. It's gonna be yeah, good. Obviously, games on like Tuesday nights, Wednesdays nights, something very different to what. To what you'd normally see, so yeah, it makes every night it's feel actually like, quite interesting. Makes every night feel like Friday night, to be honest. Absolutely honest with you, like all weekend, like these weekdays have been feeling a bit, um, bit unusual with the footy on at night. But um, yeah, I'm not complaining. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's good. So hopefully everyone enjoys the footy, enjoys the sport that is going on right now. Obviously, a bit of cricket with Test match series just finishing. The Windies playing England. England got it done. Yeah, what was it? It was 2-1 in the series. England got it done in the end. So, what well, good job by them. But, yeah, hopefully sport keeps gradually coming back. But until then, yeah, plenty, plenty look to keep forward to the footy. Yeah, exactly. Plenty to keep you busy for the next um, short period of time, I guess you could say. Um, obviously... We had Xavier on tonight, uh, this week. Um, we've got another guest already recorded for next week, a big guest. 
uh, bigger than Durs himself, as much as I hate to say it. We, yeah. love, we love to have anyone, but um, yeah, a very big name. Um, yeah, so don't miss that one. You want to want to tune in for that and give it a listen. Um, but that's probably just about all we've got this week, is yeah, it? Anything else to add, up, Connor? So. You got anything else about this week? Anything you want to say? Anything you want to? Anything that's happened? Um, nah, no, nah? no, I got nothing else to say. Nothing so, else. Uh, thanks for your support. Keep listening. Oh. And we'll, yeah, we'll ke- oh, well, other than that, <laughs> we'll yeah. keep we'll keep trying to get some guests out, some good guests, hopefully. So uh, it's been good, and hopefully everyone's enjoying it out there. So yeah, bloody that's oath. about it. So yeah, thanks um, a lot. Yeah, thanks guys for giving a listen. Um, hope you enjoyed the interview with. Uh, Durs, he's obviously a big rising star and definitely a name to look out for in the future. So, um, yeah, enjoy the weekend, the long weekend, I should say. And um, once again, thanks for coming on, guys. So it's it's been real once again. Cheers, guys. Thanks. See ya.